One of the things that stops small business owners from creating marketing content consistently is this feeling of being uninspired, of having no idea what to say in the first place. If you can relate to this, you are in good company. So many of us struggle with knowing what our marketing content should actually be about. But I am here to help. I have come up with 100 prompts that you can use to guide your marketing from your social media posts to your emails to your longer form content. I guarantee that these prompts will get you inspired and that you'll have more ideas than you even know what to do with. You can download this list of 100 marketing prompts for free at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100-P-R-O-M-P-T-S. Well, Cami, welcome to Making Good. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. I am really excited for this conversation. Let's start with an introduction. I introduced you a bit in the intro to the episode, but would love for you to talk a little bit about yourself. What do you do? What's your business? And if you want to share anything about your path getting there, um, I'd love to hear the story. I know I'm sure audience would as well. Sure. I'm, so I am a connector. I'm a storyteller and I'm a business coach for women change makers, um, entrepreneurs, women who are putting their word out into the world and, and really ready to, to make an impact on the world. I mean, that's a big piece, but I like to, I mean, that's who I like to play with is, is, is influencers and people who are making a difference in the world. So that's who I work with. I've been doing this for over a decade. I run a mastermind program and I have a podcast called Extraordinary Women Radio. Uh, community is called Extraordinary women connect. So I'm very much about bringing women together, having them all share their voices, helping them raise up each other's voice, their visibility and grow their businesses. And I'm doing it with a lot of fun with a lot of other really cool women like yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I community is such a big thing for me and my, my business journey. Um, I think in the beginning, I totally underestimated how powerful and important it is to have a strong community around you. So um, I'd love for you to just riff on that a little bit. Like what I heard you even use the word community several times in your intro. So obviously, that's a really core thing to you and your business. Um, What is the power of community? Why has that been such a big focus for you? Oh, it's been a huge focus for me. I mean, it's when I think about what's made my business work, it's been the communities that I've been in, communities that I've built. And when you start to bring together great women together with great women, it it's like it's the one plus one equals five, right? It's it's it just changes the dynamics of how we can create together. And that's been a a core value for me from the very beginning of my business. And and at one point in my business, in fact, I was introducing women together. It's like, oh, you need to know this woman. I love to introduce great women to great women. And I kept doing that over and over again. And that's really where Extraordinary Women Connect came about was because I was always making those kinds of introductions. I'm like, well, what, what if I brought all these women together in a room? And what could that, what could happen there? And, you know, that's where everything really started to just grow like crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, it is so powerful. And I think it's easy to underestimate. So I, I love that that's going to be part of this conversation. Let's talk about building a brand around your clients, aspirations and desires and not their pains and fears. And mm-hmm. this is huge for me because I feel like 
sort of this traditional marketing advice is figure out what your client's pain point is. And then like they actually use the word agitate the pain point and you know, like stir up the pain, like really dig, pour, pour salt in the wound to make them really know how much they hurt in this way and then sell them something. And to me, yeah. you know, this has been sort of in any conventional marketing, I, I guess, strategy, that is so often how it's described. And that just feels kind of icky to me. And I'm sure a lot of listeners like this podcast is all about doing things maybe a little bit more ethically and really with intention. So I, when I saw that, um, that was kind of one of your talking points. I was so excited to get into that because I just, even that sentence, like build your brand around your clients, aspirations and desires, not their pains and fears. Like that just makes me so excited. So <laughs> I would love to hear your stance on this. Like, why is that important? And Practically speaking, what does it look like to build your brand around aspirations and desires instead of pains and fears? Oh, I'm glad you wanted to start with this because this is one of my favorite topics. And you know, I'm, I'm a classically trained marketer. I was 30 plus years in the corporate world, um, really, you know, doing branding and marketing and all that sort of thing. And, you know, that's what is taught. And especially in the world of entrepreneurs, it's really taught to, you know, like you said, just really rub that salt in the wound, whether it's in a sales conversation, whether it's in a marketing. And to me, when I think about what that does, is it tears people down. It makes them feel less than. It makes them doubt themselves even more. And we all have enough of our own self-doubt messaging that goes on in our head. And it pulls people down. And if we start to shift this and really start to speak to what our clients' desires are instead of their pains, we are we are raising up into new possibilities. We're helping them see new possibilities. And when I got really clear about this was I went, you know, I, I was following, you know, some of the gurus and the, the messaging strategies and started reshifting all my marketing language several years back. And I didn't like my marketing message. And it was low vibe. It was low energy. And frankly, it didn't do my business any good. And, and when I started to realize, well, wait a minute, this is not even how I buy when I invest in my business. I, I'm investing into what's possible in my business. What are the things that, you know, that I'm not even seeing? And so starting to play with that from a different perspective and change that conversation was really a powerful thing for me to do, to go through in my business alone. And then when I started teaching it to my clients, I was like, okay, this is, this is a much better way to raise the elevation or rate or elevate the um, vibration of my clients, elevate the vi vibration of my own marketing, elevate the vibration of our world. Because we, when we, when we see things from aspirational perspectives, we're, we're, we're vibrating on a different energy, right? It's, it's a higher energy approach to marketing. And mm -hmm. so when I, when I found that I was like, okay, this to me feels in like a much, and when I, when I made that shift in my own business, my business grew exponentially. My clients' businesses did the same. And so, you know, it's, a, it's just a much better way to do marketing. I love your point that like, you know, when you described your maybe previous marketing strategy and just felt kind of off and low vibe, I think is the word you use. But mm -hmm. I, 
I feel you giving permission to kind of like do what feels good in a sense. Like for me in my marketing, I know that when, when I'm really lit up by my marketing strategy or really anything in my business and excited and like, it just feels like good in your bones to do it. Totally. That, that actually like, that's real information that like, you're probably on the right track. I think it's easy to, I don't know, try to be really rational about all of these things, marketing specifically, but you can feel when you're on the right track and absolutely um, point that out. I love that. And it's, you know, and I think when we can tune into the wisdom that's within us, I mean, that's what you're talking about, right? This feels good. This feels right. That is where you get that high vibration coming. And, and, and the way I teach clients to do this is there's, I, I have a tool called speak your clients love language and there's three columns. So if you can imagine a, a spreadsheet with three columns in it and, or a big white sheet of paper that you're just handwriting, you know, whatever works for you. And in that first column, you do have the pains and what keeps them awake because you have to understand what, you know, is really underneath everything. You have to understand that you can't ignore it. So you understand the pains. The second column is the emotions associated with that. But the third column is where it's golden. And the third column is what are, what is it that your clients are really desiring? What do they aspire to? And when you start to capture this information from them, from the perspective of having conversations with them, doing surveys and gathering their words that they use in all three of those columns, you start to develop a really beautiful toolkit for yourself to be able to write marketing. And I can promise you, you will feel better. Your clients will feel better. Mm -hmm. They will be stretching into bigger spaces if you're using that third column of what it is they aspire to and desire. So that's yeah. how I teach to, to get to that space. And once you've built that template, every time you're writing any kind of marketing, you can come to that and you might leverage a pain point with, you know, an opening question or something, but you're really spending the majority of your time on the, the aspirations and the desires. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's an important point. I think it is important to know your clients pain points, but there is a difference between like we say, like pouring salt in the world, <laughs> exactly. like tearing up something really difficult. There's a difference between doing that intentionally as like a tactic and really knowing your ideal customer so well that you know, their pain points, you know, what emotions are associated with that. And you don't agitate them, but you, Maybe you acknowledge them in certain times, um, but not in a way that's like, you know, your problem will never be solved and your life will be terrible unless you buy this <laughs> from me. Um, and we've all seen that, right? It, and it feels icky to be in that space. 100%. I'm thinking like what's the examples that are coming to mind just listening to you talk is I was thinking about the Dove like real beauty campaign. Yes. And mm -hmm. I feel like... Um, for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's really just like kind of a body positive, skin positive approach to beauty and cosmetics. Whereas like most of us our entire lives, like every beauty and cosmetic ad or piece of messaging we see is like, you need to be thin and, you know, clear no skin, wrinkles, able body, <laughs> no wrinkles. Like we were just told all these things that like are designed really to make you feel 
not good enough so that you buy whatever is being sold to you. And real the real beauty campaign with Dove is like, I guess one of the only like kind of big name campaigns that I can think of that really is doing in my mind, what you're describing is build the brain around the aspirations and desires for like community and belonging and feeling good enough um, and not their pains and fears of like, you know, preying on people's self-consciousness and body image and all of that kind of thing. So Um, true. Do you have any other kind of examples of a campaign that you think has done a really good job? Um, You know, what comes to mind is Nike, right? I mean, I think Nike always does beautiful power, empowering ads, um, especially when they, when they hit women focused ads. I think they do a really good job with that. Yeah, you're right. Even when they have campaigns that are, you know, professional athletes, it's like they do it in a way that makes you feel this sense of possibility and not like, yes, not, um, oh, this person is amazing. I'll never be that. But it's like, oh, wow, like I'm going to put on this like intense music and I can run a marathon too. So yeah, or uh, whatever your marathon is. And I think that's what I always take away from them because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm never going to be a marathon runner, but you see somebody that is stretching and, and moving towards something that they truly are wanting in their life and, you know, stretching bigger and better than they ever have in the past. I mean, that's inspiring. Right. Great example. Um, I know a big topic for you is storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited about this because I think storytelling has been kind of a buzzword for actually a long time in the marketing world. But I think in kind of like, a, I don't know, a really vague way, at least to me, um, I would love to hear from you a little bit like, why is storytelling important when it comes to marketing? And I'd love to dig into just how to tell better stories and how we can kind of harness the power of storytelling as small business owners. So let's start with why is storytelling important? I always start on this with people fall in love with our souls and not our faces. So if we are thinking of, of, you know, why people connect with us, they're, they're connecting with our soul. And I believe stories are the window to our soul. They're, they're, they're a piece of us that, that, that people can feel and connect with us. They can relate to us. It makes us much more relatable when we can tell a story that they're like, oh my gosh, she's been through that as well. And I think the power of story is that people see us through a different lens, right? That different window. And they will remember the stories. You know, we can, we can, we can tell people something all day long, but unless, you know, if if we have a story in the midst of it, then people will remember and connect and relate to us in a different way. So I think that's why it's so important. Yeah. 100%. I feel like, um, and maybe you'll get into this, but for me, I think like detail in story is one of the most powerful things. Like when I hear someone telling a story and they really paint the picture, like I can see it in my head or I, you know, they're describing how they take their coffee exactly. And they have it with a piece of like Dave's killer bread toast with warm butter melting on it. Like that kind of detail. Right. You can taste it. You can smell it. All of those things. It brings them into the scene. 100%. And it's like, if you share something in common with something that's been described in such detail, like you just feel so connected to that. 
let's talk about just tips for telling stories in our marketing. How sure. do you have to maybe like broadly answer the question, how do we incorporate storytelling into our marketing? Um, and then I'm also interested in specifically understanding how do we kind of figure out what stories we have that would be useful to share even? Um, I yeah. think a lot of things feel, we feel like our lives are unremarkable or, you know, we haven't climbed Mount Everest. So like, what could we possibly have to share that would be relevant and useful, but doesn't have to be those huge things that are, that really can be compelling to people. So um, how do we incorporate storytelling into our marketing effectively? And do you have any tips on finding, like maybe making a bit of a bank of stories that we can use? Absolutely. So I'm going to start with the second question with the bank of stories, because this is often where I'll start my clients. It's like, we all have stories, right? We've all got stories of something that has happened in our life. So I might have a story and I do have stories around um, when the breath of a horse helped me move into becoming an entrepreneur. Um, there was this epiphany moment for me. Um, I have another story where I was in the corporate world and I took the stage and in front of 200 women and totally crashed and burned and, you know, didn't want to be a speaker for the longest time because of that moment. And I had to break through to it. Right. And I have another story of, of, of going up in a hot air balloon and the pilot fell out as we were landing and the balloon went back up in the air and I had to land the balloon by myself. So we all have like this whole bank of lifetime of stories and what I encourage my clients to do is I, you know, I give them some examples like this, like, okay, start to just give titles to the stories in your life that were pivotal moments for you. So, you know, and, and, and actually keep a, a journal of that, keep a journal of stories that, that you can, that, that were really memorable for you. And, you know, the beauty, I'll add one thing in here is, is the beauty of story. You know, we talk about it being a window into our soul. It's also a, a way for us to not have to remember what any, you know, what it is we're going to talk about on a podcast interview on a stage or whatever, because we know our stories, we know our personal stories and we can really embody those personal stories. So that's the beauty of story is it becomes a really natural way for us to just be ourselves and let the stories come, you know, come together on that. So as you build this whole big list of titles and just, you know, an ongoing list that you can add to at any given point, you can start to say, and, and I take my clients through a whole thing on building content strategy. And, um, you know, so you have your core messages that you want to be communicating and um, that you will leverage on podcasts that you'll leverage on the stage, you'll leverage in your, your client um, programs, all those sorts of things. I mean, it's, it's the same content and just served in different ways. And each time you're looking at those elements that you're teaching, that you're sharing, that you're talking about, there's, there's, you're going to, you look at that list and it's like, oh my gosh, this would be a great story to share, to help support this teaching. And so you start to look for those, the, the synchronicity in, in stories and other things that you might think about is if it's a story that you're being vulnerable in and it makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable, it might be a great story for you mm. because those are the stories that help you 
see, I mean, that's, it's, it makes pe- people will understand and say, oh my gosh, they're just like me. So if there's something vulnerable, they will connect with you. So a, a vulnerable story is really good. Um, stories that have a challenge up front. So there's, there's three components to a good story. There's some sort of a situation, a challenge that somebody's in. So if you take me, you know, um, the, the pilot falling out of the hot air balloon, there's the challenge, right? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. the pilots fl- fallen out. Um, then there's something that happens that helps kind of save the day. Well, luckily there was a radio in the, the balloon and they told me how to land the balloon. And then the third element of, of a, a good story is um, the results on the end. Well, I was able to land the balloon and everybody was safe and all that sort of thing. So those are, that's, a, that's an example of the three components of a good story. It's that challenge. It's the, you know, that, that moment that everything changes that saved the day. And then there's the, the, the end result. So when you're looking at your stories, you're, you're looking for those three components to be able mm. to connect to your work. So, right. If you're looking at the lesson that you learned, you'd want that middle, um, what saved the day to be related to your products, to be related to the message that you're getting across. Um, and here's my result because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that framework. People can kind of look at the stories that they've listed, but make sure that you have A, B, and C, all three parts to to articulate it most effectively. So, yeah, um, and and you've probably have heard people, you know, just get up onto a stage and just talk about how wonderful they are, and you know, they put themselves onto a pedestal, and people don't connect with that. Mm-mm. People, people want to know that you're a real person, that you, that you have life experiences that they can, re- that, you know, that you would understand their life experiences. Right. Right. And is there, are there stories like that are too small to share? You know what I mean? Or no. in fact, you know, it's, that's the, the really beautiful thing about it is like, just the more you get into the habit of telling stories, it's like, can you pull a message out of it? Is there a linkage for you? It can be really short and simple and easy. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, big life transformational. It can be something that is, um, you know, that just allows people to connect with you. Mm-hmm. You know, and I love humor too, right? I mean, and I'm not the funniest person by any means. And when I love though, when somebody just has that moment and they have a, a bit of humor that they're able to drop into a story. Mm-hmm. Humor is a gift if you have it. To- Absolutely. <laughs> I've always wanted to be like really funny, but um, I just don't have it. Like not on purpose at least. Um, and I, and I bet you do. I mean, so, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll add that. I mean, I, I call myself out on that. And at the same time, it's like when it does come from me, it's really very organic. It's not a well thought out kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. and I'm guessing it's the same for you. <laughs> Thank you. I also have a background in corporate America and have been to a lot of conferences and some of the best conference presentations that I attended the, they start with a story and a lot of times a story that they start with is something that happened like this, mor- like that very morning at right. breakfast or, right. 
you know, on their flight over a conversation they had with someone next to them. And I don't know why this is coming to mind, but it just kind of shows you like, if you look at your life in a way that's like, I don't know, like stories can be found pretty much everywhere. Uh, And that's such a good point. It's, it's, we are experiencing stories, you know, all day, every day. Yeah, totally. And people love that organic feel in nature of that, you know, this is what happened to me on the way here. And it's, it's, it's so in the moment and people, people will feel that. I totally do. I don't know why that came up for me, but just like, I can think of so many examples of, um, yeah, just people able to really draw parallels from just the most mundane things that are happening in their life and their travel and, you know, their hotel breakfast, whatever it is, and being able to make a relevant point to whatever the topic is that they're presenting about, like, I don't know why that's so powerful, but it really is. So I'm just having this moment of like, I don't know, trying to remind myself to be more, I guess, looking for the story in every day and not just thinking of like huge moments in my life. Exactly. And I think that once you start to practice just being in the moment of acknowledging, oh my gosh, this was amazing today. This is what, you know, this is the, the, what happened as I was driving here today. And then that, that gift of being able to connect it to whatever it is you're teaching, that just means you've gotten really good. Number one of, at capturing that, that, that connection. And two, just being comfortable being with an audience in whatever story is there to t- tell. And the, the beautiful thing is, is when you do that, you're just, you're just being so you're embodied in that story. You're embodied in the moment and you're very present. You're not, you know, just doing some memorized thing that you practiced over and over and over again. It's just, it's, it's a whole different way to connect with a room. Right. Yeah. Another topic that I wanted to pick your brain about is really elevating your voice and raising your voice to make the biggest impact you possibly can. Um, A lot of listeners of this podcast are small business owners who have product-based businesses, and Mm -hmm. they also want to use their business to somehow do good in the world, whether Mm -hmm. that's you know, some kind of philanthropy or they donate their services or their product or they have really eco-friendly business practices. So I feel like most listeners are going to relate to the idea of, yes, they're selling their product or their service, but they're also kind of selling a message in some way. Sure. Um, So how can these like really values and mission-based small business owners, what what advice do you have for them to, I guess, just kind of broadcast that message and that mission or values or whatever it is as high and wide as possible? A couple things. First, I would start with being really clear, you know, if the whole world could hear one message from you, what is it? And this is a message that is you putting a stake in, in the ground, making a, having a, an opinion about whatever your cause is, your mission is. And it's not a it's not a marketing statement or a positioning statement, but it's actually something that gets people to stop and think and do differently. So, I mine is mine is women's wisdom is the medicine our earth needs. 
I believe, you know, with Mm -hmm. my heart and soul that that is something so important. And I like to help my clients come up with whatever that core message is that you will, you own, you will speak about, you will be, you know, it will be part of how you, you are um, making a thought leadership level statement not just a, a marketing statement. So you have to really elevate how the, the, the messaging that you're bringing out so that it's meaningful and it's, it's thought provoking and it gets people to think differently. So that's one aspect of that. And then as you have clarity around, you know, the, the, the message that you want to get out to the world, there's so many different ways that you can put your message out into the world, whether it's on a stage, whether it's on a podcast, whether it's doing video live streams and, you know, it, is with so many of your guests being people who have products, you know, they, they, they can really be talking about the product, but also the, the social mission alongside of that product. And video, I, I would think, would be great for a lot of your people because they can be showing the product at the same time be delivering messaging that's really, that really matters. So that to me feels like a great space for your, your audience. I am big on podcasting. Obviously I think that, you know, I've done over 200 episodes on my own podcast and probably guested on close to 50 podcasts. And it's, that has made so much difference in my business to be consistently out and, and visible with my message. It's, you know, it's, it's really grown my business exponentially and I have a platform that is that, you know, a community of people that is, that is really, you know, that's a powerful part of my, my space is, is the community that has been built from that. 100%. Um, I know that I actually wanted to make sure that we talk about this community a little bit. So can we just take a quick aside to talk about your extraordinary women connect group and who that might be a good fit for? Sure. It's, it's for women change makers. So I think it sounds very aligned to your community. Mm-hmm. So it's, and it's all about connecting great women to great women. It's, you know, it's not a space to, to do a lot of hard selling or anything along those lines. It's very much about making connection between great women and letting that happen organically. So that's, that's what that's, that space was created for. Um, I do bring trainings into it that's about raising up your voice, your visibility and and growing your business. And it's, I do it in such a way that it's about, you know, this group of people coming together. It's a Facebook community, so you can find it there. Um, I do host a series of events associated with it as well. I do three evening galas over the course of a year. We're going to be back live in September. I'm so excited. And then we do our big three-day conference, Extraordinary Women Ignite, in November 11th through 17th, or 11th through 13th, excuse me, um, in Golden, Colorado. And it's definitely worth traveling to. I've got people traveling from all over the place to, to come attend this event. And we go into, you know, building your brand of who you are at your very essence, building the, um, building your marketing from the inside out, um, getting into increasing your visibility and building a business that, that really makes an impact in the world. Love, love. I love um, every, I feel like every answer you've had, like it's, 
the word that's coming to mind is like intention. So Mm -hmm. just like really taking the time up front to think things through and like really see what feels right for you and what aligns. Um, Mm -hmm. I think in our sort of like hustle culture age of small business, it can be really easy to feel like, I just have to like, I have to like wake up in the first thing in the morning and like post things and do this and do that. And like, just jump into it without really thinking and strategizing. And um, I don't know, like connecting with your, your, your mission and you know, what's closest to you and what's most meaningful to you. So I just love that really every answer you've had has been like, first, like get that clarity and do like apply that intention to it before you just jump in and kind of like, try to be on as many platforms as possible or do things just for the sake of it. Or cause some marketing guru told you to like really each business is like a, it's, it's a custom job, right? Like everything has to be designed. And, and it's, and that's why it starts from the inside out, right? It starts with who you are and aligning to that. What lights you up? What's, what's your passion? What's your why? What's your purpose? All, all that kind of good work. And, you know, and, and I, and, and I feel like we've really come through a big portal in this past, you know, 18 months or whatever it's been. And we are coming to the other side of this. And when we talk about making a difference, this is the time right now for all of us to be really stepping up into that strength of who we are and creating an impact with the gifts of who we are. That's why we were given them at this time in this, you know, point in, in, in the universe. And that's why I'm so excited. I mean, Ignite has always been the space for us. This is my seventh annual Ignite event. And that conference is all about taking the time out and getting really intentional about what you're going to do in that next year. And I have people come back over year on year on it because they are making space and time to just truly listen to that inner wisdom inside of each of you that is meant to, you know, how, how you're meant to grow and expand in that next year in, in alignment with your purpose and the mission that you're called to, to serve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just such an important reminder that we all, a lot of the answers that we're all looking for when we're frantically Googling and asking <laughs> people and whatever else it is, like a lot of those answers we actually already have if we're willing yes. to. They're inside. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Okay. We have come to my favorite question on my list of questions for you because I am all about breaking a good rule. Um, What are some marketing rules that you tell people to break? Okay. I'm going to go through them quick. We've hit several of them. Um, One is it's not about marketing from the outside in. It's about inside out. So this is building your brand from the, the inside out. It is about, you know, starting with who you are at your very essence. It's about that light in you and building your brand, building your marketing from that perspective. Number two is when you do that, there's no such thing as competition because guess mm. what? You're unique and you are the one, you know, you're the only one that can be your brand when you're building it from the inside out. Mm. The third one is stop the pain-based scarcity marketing. We talked about that one, yeah. right? I mean, it's it's like just throw that out the door and 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 do better. 
The fourth one is throw out the formulas. You know, if, if you see the formulas, there's five steps to do this or follow this formula for your, your copy. Um, you sound just like everyone else. It's, it's not going to serve you. Um, do that. And you hit on this earlier. It's like, you know, follow the, the, the marketing and the approach approaches and the language that lights you up. People will feel that they'll Mm -hmm. say, Oh my gosh, I'm connected with her because I feel that. And the fifth one you've also said is say no to the hustle. Um, Mm. if you, if you're doing, if you're building your business in this way, you're really building it, building it in a way that you're in the flow and not in the hustle. Hmm. Taking notes on these. Those are all (laughs) so good. (laughs) Um, amazing. Thank you so much, Cammie. I'm going to get to our closing questions. Um, the first is what is one small business that you admire? Oh gosh, I admire so many. Uh, I'm going to pick one of my my clients right now. She had some. It's the Meth Toxins Awareness Alliance, and she had her home was contaminated with meth toxins, and literally it it the home was not repairable because it was a log cabin and. Um, the meth toxins, somebody cooked meth in her home. She had rented her home out for a year and mm. they'd cooked meth in her home and the walls, that meth toxin seeped into the wood walls and was wow. not, you know, they weren't able to fix it. Um, so she is a, an advocate for getting the message out there. She's helping drive change around the, 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 the laws and, um, you know, so that people have better rights than she had through that process. She's um, doing educational things all across the country, up and into Canada even. And, um, you know, so it's super exciting to see what she's doing based on that moment. And so to me, that's a, a small business that I'm super excited about the impact she's making, you know, taking, making lemonade from the lemons she had and growing her business that way. Well, not just growing her business, but, you know, reaching a lot of people and making an impact so that people think about it. If they're buying a house, they get it tested, you know, having the, the knowledge base of, of, of people to um, lean into for this. So it's, 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 it's a great business. Yeah. I love that example. I feel like so many of the, so many of the best businesses are born out of like a, like a pain or a tough thing that people have gone through. So that's a great example. Mm-hmm. Um, what is a book that you would recommend? Mm, a book, I, one of my favorites, anything Gabby Bernstein. Um, I love Gabby Bernstein because um, she's got the universe has your back and super attractor. Both of those books are so incredibly powerful for entrepreneurs and they keep us in that high vibration. You know, this is what she talks about. Get us keeping us into the high vibration mode so that we're attracting people into our businesses. We're resonating on a high vibration level. Awesome. I will link those in the show notes. Finally, um, where can listeners connect with you online? I know we talked a little bit about your, um, extraordinary women connect group, which I will link as well as your event, but any other platforms or websites you want to direct people to, um, would love to hear those. Sure. So it's cami is my website. 
Um, my extraordinary women connect is on Facebook. So that's the Facebook group that you can find. Um, my ignite event is cammygellner.com forward slash ignite. Um, and you can find all of that on, on cammygellner.com. Amazing. Cammy, oh, one other you. place. One other oh. place is my podcast. I always forget oh. to say that. <laughs> my oh. podcast is extraordinary women radio. Amazing. Yeah. Cammie, thank you so much for everything in this conversation. I am just, I feel like I want to go re-listen to it right now and take a bunch of notes and just kind of sit with it. And I don't know, lots to think about. So thank you so much for everything you shared. I'm super happy to have had this conversation with you. Thank you for having me. It's really been an honor and it's a pleasure to get to know you and all the good work you're doing really out in the world, helping women raise up their businesses. So thank you.